Welcome to the No More Late Fees podcast. I'm Jackie. And I'm Danielle. And we're just two best friends and ex-Blockbuster employees re-watching some of our favorite movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. And today we are celebrating the 20th anniversary of a feminist classic, Legally Blonde. <laughs> I know it is, but just saying in that regard makes me laugh. Uh, well, because surface level doesn't seem like it. Yeah. But when you get down to it, it is girl power all the way. And I love that. It's not uh, intersectional girl power, no. but it is white girl power. But I'll say it. Way. I'm I'm gonna I'm keep yeah. it 100. I love this movie, but it's you are definitely right. white feminism. Yes. Legally Blonde came out in 2001, and it is the story of Elle Woods. She is dating this guy named Warner. She thinks he's going to propose, and essentially, he tells her she uh, doesn't fit the type of girl he needs to marry. And so he's off to Harvard to study law. And she is, she's a real smart cookie. So she decides to take the LSATs and get into Harvard as well to try and win Warner back. And then quickly realizes she don't need a man. (laughs) She's got law and she's got Paulette. That's all you really need. And she's got her wits and her brains and things that he, you know, that man's not good for her anyways. Yeah. And you can find Legally Blonde right now on Netflix. And then it is also available for purchase on iTunes. But before we get started, let's get into our ratings rewind. So you know how this goes, people. Before we jump into the movie, we're going to reveal our rating from our Y2K versions of ourselves. And then at the end, we'll see if our current selves agree with our initial rating. So our scale consists of would buy it, would buy it again. The best would play on repeat. Five day rental. Would watch again. Two day rental. Okay, but nothing to write home about. And same day rental. Trash. Straight up. Trash. (laughs) Um, So Jackie, what was your rating for Legally Blonde? Uh, Would buy it, would buy it again. I owned it when it first came out on DVD, I still own it on iTunes. I would agree. Uh, definitely one of my favorites. So I would definitely say would buy it, would buy it again. I think, I believe I have, I might have two copies of it. Cause I know there was an extended, like a special edition one, but yeah, definitely. If I see it on TV, I watch it no matter yes. what. So let's, let's jump into it. (laughs) I mean, you know, the funny thing is when we rewatch these movies, some of them I've rewatched at this age and I don't really have insightful thoughts about it, but when we go with the intention of that, like we're really looking at it and analyzing it, there's so many things that I see. (laughs) Um, And this movie was not any different so we meet Elle it starts off with her at her sorority house Mm -hmm. you know so it gives you some insight to that culture that lifestyle Um, you see kind of sorority row leading up to her sorority house Uh, what's her sorority called Delta Nu yes yeah 
Delta Nu. And I like that they have a very harmonious depiction of these women living together because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that's not how it's portrayed in movies, kind of a cattiness to it. I do also like that she is just, when you're introduced to her, you could tell like everybody in her sorority, like really cares, genuinely cares about her and loves her. Um, You could see that they're all signing a card for her and, you know, to wish her luck on her, what they think is going to be her engagement night. Yeah, because I've you know I've seen the movie so many times. It's like, what's this card? Is it Elle's birthday? And then I remember <laughs> why they have the card, and so, it's yeah. like literally a handmade greeting card with like glitter, yeah, and like cutout letters. I mean, it's I, I love a homemade card. I I can't lie. The thing that that was really also interesting is that you know the fact that she's about to graduate and she thinks this is the natural progression. Definitely a lot of women go to college with the intentions of meeting their husbands and getting that ring once they graduate, like that they're going to get engaged. Yeah, so. they, they, um, typically they will back in like the 60s and 70s, they would literally go and they would call it a, um, MRS degree, a Mrs. degree. Yeah. And it was typically in psychology because it was deemed easy enough for women to like or art history yeah obtain a degree and really they're just there to find a husband they're not really there to get a degree because the expectation is find a husband you get married and then you have some kids and then you become a housewife and you don't really use your degree yeah some have gone as far as to even going to follow going to med school halfway going almost all through it just to snag that husband. I, I'm not talking about anybody, but I just didn't realize that this was a thing until much later in my life. So Ella's getting ready. Her really awesome, supportive best friends, um, are rider, her rider dies. They go shopping uh, with her. Their names are Margo and Serena. Um, I remember one of them was, on. Um, one of those science shows that, that we used to watch when we were younger. Was she, was she on Beekman's World? Yes, she was <gasps> on Beekman's World. I yeah. knew I had seen her before. <laughs> yeah, love that show. Love that for her. <laughs> yeah, she was in that. And they actually are friends in real life, the two actresses that play those characters. And they, one got the role and helped the other get like, her role so there were they pretended like they were so in sync when they were doing a scene together that it was just it happened naturally but they had planned it ahead of time to make sure they got the role so hey ride or die all the way to the end man yeah gotta snag these roles um so you see the two of them join l at a um boutique there i'm assuming beverly hills yeah, where she go. does say she's from. Does she say she's from Malibu? No. Anyway. Yeah. So they go to the store and they're trying on dresses. She's wearing a blue dress. Her friends are like, that's not your signature color, which is obviously pink, which you and I are rocking right now. <laughs> We're wearing our pink shirts. Because <laughs> how could you not when you're doing Legally Blonde? 
And then we start to begin to see what is a pattern throughout the movie of people judging Elle by the way she looks and talks and whatnot, um, saying pretty much assuming she's a dum dum. So mm-hmm. the store clerk tries to get her to get this very expensive dress, takes the tag off and says, oh, you know, it's brand new. We just got this in. And then Elle asks some very, very good questions about the material <laughs> of the dress. And she catches a lady in a lie because mm-hmm. mama ain't raised no fashion fool. I mean, her degree is in fashion. So that was a huge mess up. It reminded me of Pretty Woman, Pretty Woman. Yes. Um, that whole scene. So Elle pretty much schools that lady and she goes cowering to the corner. Um, so that was like the first glimpse of who we're dealing with here. And she does movie. it in, it's not a combative way. No. She just is like, oh, well, I know you're lying to me and I'm not buying the bullshit. With a smile. Yeah, yeah. she she's very kind. And I think that's what makes the burns even hotter. Yeah. Because she, <laughs> she's uh, just like, oh, bless your heart. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So she goes back, she gets ready. She's in her signature color. She does decide on a pink dress. And we are introduced to Warner, her boyfriend, who just is the embodiment of sleaze. Just disgusting. Yeah, he he played that role to, to perfection, really he did and truly. He did a good job. You know, his... Um, um, he walked in with sunglasses at night, and I just can't. <laughs> Uh, You know, he used one of our former presidents as inspiration for his character. Oh, really? Yes. George W., to be Ah. exact, he read his memoir or one of his biography books, and that was his inspiration. Interesting. Yes. So Warner comes to pick up Elle, and they're going to a fancy restaurant, and he compliments her, and calls her his poo bear and all is fine with the world what happens next jackie uh he needs to marry a jackie not a marilyn so he's gonna have to break up with her she didn't even get dinner out of the deal they did not even get their food before he dropped this bomb on her and she thinks she's gonna get engaged and so it's like from one high high to like the ultimate low of you're dumping me. They're in this really nice restaurant. She's the only one in a color. Everyone else is in like blacks and grays. Yeah. And she's in like bright pink. So it visually you see the contrast of like the people he wants to fit in with and L. Yeah. And she like, she's like, I'm not, I, I, come from a really like well-educated family from money she lives across the street from Aaron Spelling she's like I'm not she says I'm not trailer trash that's what she says yeah and he's still like well my my brother just got engaged to a Vanderbilt that's the caliber of woman I'm looking for deuces and um then she proceeds to that cry i can never forget it's that cry she makes. yeah <laughs> um and it, it's it's like he takes her to this restaurant thinking she won't make a scene and she still still does and she 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 storms out and mm-hmm. 
um, he pulls up next to her in the car, which reminded me of the scene of Clueless mm-hmm. with um, Sharon Elton. Yes. But unlike Elton, he doesn't, uh, Warner doesn't drive off and leave her. And she, he does say, you know, you're going to ruin your shoes and that's what gets her to get in the car. So, yeah. well, I mean, she's sensible. Yeah. Can't <laughs> why ruin a good pair of shoes on this jerk, you know? Yeah. Um, um, and then you see Elle, um, well, you see her friends trying to cheer her up and they're like, you've been in your room for a week. Elle is literally laying in bed watching her programs she's watching general hospital to be exact with (laughs) the second lucky spencer yeah and at one point she wastes a box of chocolates by throwing it at the screen screaming liar i'm like why you gotta do that to the chocolate i imagine her crawling on that carpet later finding those pieces of chocolate (laughs) so i didn't even question it um but she She's definitely an optimist mm-hmm. to a fault at times, but when she's talking to her friends, it just like a light bulb goes off and says, you know what? Like, I don't, I'm no sucker. I don't give up without a fight. I'm, I'm going to show him that I could be one of these, these girls. girls. Well, actually she, the, her friends convince her to go get a manicure and pedicure. Cause that is the like be all what, of what makes her feel better. If you're yeah. feeling bad. You go and get a mani pedi, and yeah, everything is right with the world. Yeah, so she is. Her friends are already getting the manicure and pedicure. Which, if your friend is distraught, why not let her go first? Oh yeah, she, was she sitting and waiting? Mm-hmm. She was oh, sitting yeah. next to that lady waiting, and she's flipping through a magazine, and she sees warner's brother like his engagement photo with a vanderbilt and the lady is sitting next to her she's like oh my gosh this is what i have to be in order to get warner back and the old lady said what practically deformed yeah <laughs> like ooh, she got them hot them hot takes <laughs> yeah she had that that picture of that girl she did look kind of fugly so yeah um so l like i said is optimist and she's like i'm not going out like that and she's she decides that in that moment she's going to take the l stats and she's going to get into harvard and go to law school and she's not dumb like she she knows and you see her debating skills in that scene at the dress shop yeah like she knows how to call someone out on their bullshit and do it in a way where it's like factually based yeah and so uh she she studies real hard for the LSATs and all of her friends are super supportive yes but all the other people around her so I mean I definitely think this movie if you go you know beyond the surface it it is a a testament to if you believe in something and you put hard work in it and you Mm -hmm. go after it she very much just lets all of these other naysayers, even her parents, mm-hmm. even her guidance counselor, like everyone's looking at her like she's crazy besides her friends and sorority sisters, that what she's doing is insane and that she can't even possibly do it. And she doesn't even she doesn't even let that in. She doesn't take a second to say, I wonder if they're right or maybe I should. She just knows what she wants and she knows she's she going to get it. She doesn't argue with them. She's no. just like, Okay, you believe what you believe. Right. I know what I'm going to be doing. So, um, yeah. So she 
she's and she says i have the highest gpa in the sorority and her counselor's like well you're doing fashion as if you know she didn't have to apply herself to do stuff with that you know so she does she goes for it and the whole like you said the whole sorority is behind her they're all helping her study and um and she's missing out on like the fun things that a sorority would attend so you see that she's very committed to what she's doing it's not just like a a fly-by-night idea that she has and doesn't really put her all into it like once you can really tell her ethic in like if she puts her mind to something like she's not going to give up she's not going to stop yeah she's going to attain her goal and um then she (laughs) puts this very uh interesting video together to send to harvard to say pick me and of course there's a bunch of old white men sitting in a room watching this video and they're like, we're looking for more diversity. And I was just like, I can't. <laughs> well, and, like, it's very, it's sad, but it's probably what happens a lot is like, she wasn't based on her marriage. She wasn't ba- it, like their decision wasn't based on, she, she scored in the top, like 1% of people who take the LSAT. It was, she was cute. Yeah. Let's let her in, which unfortunately a lot of the time is what happens yeah in in like hiring for jobs and things like that it's it's called pretty privilege Mm. I've learned that on the tiki talk apparently (laughs) (laughs) so Elle shows up at Harvard happy to be there Ellen Bruiser Woods yeah and so everyone's staring at her because they are all kind of dressed in muted tones and she yeah. shows up in her signature pink in her little Porsche convertible with bruiser on her arm. And I mean, she's very kind throughout the entire movie, even like when people are being complete assholes to her, she still, she doesn't hit him with the low. Like she yeah. always takes the high road yeah. and she's always kind to everyone um, which I really respect about her character. And she even tells Bruiser, which I kind of think is just her, her way of manifesting it for herself as well. She tells Bruiser, don't be scared. Everyone will love you. <laughs> yeah, I, she, she really it's you know, at first I thought she was just being oblivious, but I do believe she knows what's happening around her, but she yeah. chooses again, not to let that in so she goes up she gets her like enrollment paperwork or whatever and I love how she's like Woods come out yeah it's just so optimistic and it's just like here I am I'm at Harvard let's let's do this <laughs> she's like where's the mixers and the clam bakes and he's <laughs> yeah. looking at her like uh <laughs> and then she has like an orientation and it's the guy from um bring, bring it, it on. on i literally I wrote i forgot aaron from bring it on was in this yeah, <laughs> at the door tour he's back <laughs> so he's there they're all introducing themselves and their whole list of accomplishments or the things that they did in undergrad and then Elle's just like i was homecoming queen and you know 
everything that the underdog or the nerd probably hates, you know, yeah. she's, she's done. And again, she's completely oblivious. And then does she, at this point, does she run into um, Warner? Um, yes. So it's her first day of class. She's dressing the part in a, what appears to be a it's not a, jacket. Yeah. It's not sequined. No, but, but it, it has, has a, a pattern. shimmer to it. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it's like a smoker's jacket. She has like a button up white shirt with a tie, but she's still rocking a pencil skirt and knee high boots. <laughs> she was trying to dress for the role. Yes. Of law student, not really understanding the assignment, but she still killed it. Yeah. They might not have appreciated it, but we did L. We appreciated it. We did. She gave us nothing but looks in this movie. And then she she uh, she goes to her first class and she has a notebook. Everybody has laptops. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she meets her first professor. And uh, unfortunately, she's not prepared. Apparently, there was reading beforehand. Yeah. Teacher calls her out on that. Professor calls her out on that. And then goes to another student who we're just meeting, who is Selma Blair's character, Vivian. And she asked Vivian, do we think that uh, Elle deserves to stay if she's not prepared? And Vivian, like the true biatch that she is, says, no, I don't. Just like the way she, that whole acting scene was so weird. And like, why you have animosity towards this girl, like, are you trying to get in good with the teacher? Who did we talk about that it was Helen Taylor and I like wrote hearts next to her name because I love <laughs> Helen Taylor so much. Anyway. No, we didn't, but now we know, which is good because <laughs> she's she OG for sure. Um, and so she gets so Vivian essentially gets um, L kicked out of the class. She she storms out and she goes to the benches and she is she meets Emmett, who's played by Luke Wilson. Yes. And um, she's, of course, talking to herself first before he's like, "Um, are you okay?" And I like that he doesn't like try to hit on her like he's just kind just trying to be nice. But then Warner pulls up and she's like she does like literally dust Emmett yeah she's like thank you it was so nice to meet you okay bye but she's like Warren (laughs) Warner sorry Warner (laughs) (laughs) and Warner starts talking to her and then um so I guess class wasn't that long because boom here comes Vivian pulling up too yes and he they're engaged oh so it it just took you a summer to. So he said that they like were dated in prep school or something. So I'm assuming I'm assuming rich people high school. Yeah. And um, and then they got back together over the summer and got engaged. And I love how Elle says she has the six carat Harry Winston on her bony unpolished finger <laughs> damn like that's the shadiest l ever gets yeah i mean 
I would have been hella pissed too. Yeah. But um, I would have been pissed when he dumped me. I don't think I would have been trying to figure out how to get him back at that point. But, you yeah. know, Elle's a ride or die. So she has to learn the hard way. So she realizes and, you know, she calls her friends, but she doesn't trouble them with what's going on because one of her friends is actually she she did pull off getting the engagement ring and she's yeah. getting ready for her wedding. So she doesn't tell them what how she's struggling at, in class. Right. Oh, one thing we forgot to say is that Emmett does give her some advice on how to deal with her other professors. Mm-hmm. He asks her what classes she has so she knows like what things she should be doing in her class. Like um, Callahan likes it when you speak up. Yeah. Uh, like sit in the back for this class because he's a spitter. spitter. Yeah. Um, and then there was one other piece professor. of professor. Yeah. yeah. But the only one that really mattered was Callahan because that's who we're actually introduced. And we meet our wonderful, beloved Victor Garber. And um, if you haven't heard us talk about him yet, buckle up because it's not going to end after today we yeah. love him. we love him he's the even best. though he was a, a garbage person he was he was he oh. was not a nice person in this movie but I always feel like really nice people do such a good job playing really mean people agreed um so yeah he plays her professor Callahan and um there is this scene where he's asking about some sort of legal term Elle's not quite sure she said she wouldn't prefer her um, she would client. prefer her clients to be innocent innocent yeah. and then of course Vivian answers and then she comes back and she's like actually I would prefer the more dangerous kind because I'm not afraid of a challenge I was like get it out you tell that bitch yes <laughs> um and I think the next scene that we see is that Vivian is planning a party. Mm-hmm. And so unbeknownst to Elle, she realizes that, um, yeah, that they're, they're having a party and she comes out in the hallway and, and then she finds out it's Vivian and Vivian's like, you know what? You can come. It's a costume party. And this right here, ladies and gentlemen, would have been the line for me. The other <laughs> you know shit talking that Vivian has done so far fine I would have just called it whatever but to like straight up play this girl that's not done anything to you not a damn thing it's not Elle's fault that her ex is Vivian's current fiance right like she has not done anything to you except for be pretty and blonde that's enough apparently Someone is jealous. So jealous. So yeah, Vivian's jealous. So Elle puts on her best Playboy Bunny outfit and sashays mm-hmm. over to the party and walks in and realizes, huh, I am the only one dressed in a costume. And this is where I'd like to tell you that from my own personal life experience, I know what that humiliation is like. In college, I was invited to a Halloween costume party. So I put on my best French maid costume and I sashayed to the club where it was happening. And I was the only one in costume. And many men tried to give me their number to ask me to come clean their dorm rooms. Mm -mm. Embarrassed. 
to say the least. So Elle, this girl knows your pain. Yeah. So Elle is like, oh, she does throw some shade at this party because she's just kind of had it with Vivian mm-hmm. and the bullshit. And she's like something about uh, if, if I, when I dress up as a heinous bitch, I try not to look so constipated. Is it frigid? Frigid bitch. Maybe. I'm not sure. It might be heinous. doesn't matter. Um, mic drop walks out, marches her happy bunny ass to the bookstore. I mean, no, she, no, she, she finds Warner first and I mean, he was really touchy feely that like he was calling her nicknames. He was really feeling the outfit. Mm-hmm. And then she brought up the Callahan um, intern summer internship. And he pretty much flat out says that she's not smart enough to get that. Mm-hmm. So she could take the bullying from the mean girls. She can take the bullying from all the other smart kids making fun of her. But her only goal was to get um, Warner back and then she realized oh you don't you just call me stupid you don't believe in me that's when she stormed out and went to the bookstore watch this yeah and she goes and gets her orange mac and of course she runs into emmett and he's checking out that outfit too he ain't mad at it (laughs) we did miss a part after she finds out that uh warner and vivian are engaged she goes to her happy place oh right get a manicure and a pedicure and she meets Paulette, played by the amazing, fantastic Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> um, and it was, it was so weird seeing like the like the changes of her from like Stifler's mom to this. Yes, she she's such a good actress. I love that Jennifer Coolidge's character says, "What's this Vivian got? Three tits." <laughs> And then it was after that, prior to the party where Al tries to join the um, study group. Right. And Vivian. She brings muffins for fuck's sake. I know. She had sustenance. Right. And so mean to her. And that's where she um, meets up again with Enid, who is a very like in your face feminist oh yeah and she's like well you're just gonna call me a dyke behind my back and Al turns around is like i don't use that word you must have heard it from vivian walks out i'm like yes yeah they're they're you know it's so funny like people carry their biases they carry things from their own experiences and then Um, there's a lot of assumptions made before you even meet a person and you put it on to this other person like you ever work with someone and they like legitimately hate you and you don't even know why and it's because they're bringing their own shit to the party and you know people got to work on that I felt bad for Elle like I definitely know what it feels like to just you know people to judge you right as soon as they see you and not know anything about you so that I definitely commiserate with that. But she met her bestie in Paula. She did. And so she helps Paula uh, over the course of like getting her manicures and pedicures and talking to Paula and getting to know her. She finds out that Paula's husband left her and took her sweet baby Rufus. Her doggy. Her dog. And so I was like, oh, hell no. He didn't (laughs) take the dog. We're going to get it back. And so Elle shows up and 
uses legal jargon and <laughs> lawyer and the guy is completely confused. And so she, I was like, tell him Paulette. And she says, I'm taking the dog, dumbass. <laughs> and so you see how like Elle is willing to help whoever needs help. And yeah. she's not, she, she herself doesn't seem to have those um, bias that a lot of other people have towards her. Yeah. Like, she doesn't care who you are, what you do for a living, where you live. Like she's willing to help you if she sees that you're in need. Hundred percent, which is also showcased really well in Dave, who is another kind of like dorky. I think even in the credits, he's billed as dorky Dave. Oh, yeah, he's very, very tall, awkward, extremely smart. Um, and she sees him struggling because he's trying to. He has the confidence. He builds up the confidence to ask this group of girls out. Well, I guess he's asking one girl in a group of girls, and they like really trash him so she goes over and slaps him and you know makes it seem like he you know dismissed her he ghosted her yeah and now all of a sudden he you know because this girl this really attractive girl was interested in him and he acted like an asshole apparently now these girls are wanting to date him well and she also said something like oh about his best best night of my life or something like that implied that (laughs) he was good in bed and so like she's willing to jump in and help wherever is needed and um then we do we see her in callahan's class again because doesn't she give him in callahan's class where they're talking about the sperm donor that wanted visitation rights right and Um, warner gave his whole approach and then l shut him down yeah. <laughs> masturbatory emissions uh, would be <laughs> deemed child abandonment lord oh reckless abandonment yeah she impresses callahan and emmett and so she walks out of the classroom and he's like i have this it's in an internship well he at, before she, yeah when she's leaving he at, he's like well you know really good job in class today um i hope that means you're applying to my summer internship. And she's like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, so give me your resume. And so she pulls out a pink scented resume. Yep. Um, Which okay. um, was taken from the writer's real life. Her resume was on pink paper, I believe. <laughs> and so she put that in there because it was like, it helped her get a job or something was because it stood out. Yeah. From everything else. It was her manuscript um, that she wrote on the pink paper that helped get her manuscript actually seen. Yeah. The book author, Amanda Brown, is who we're talking about. And then we are back at the beauty salon and Paulette is just, she has low self-esteem, is really interested in the cute UPS guy. And so else trying to encourage her to, to do things, to get noticed and not be so insecure and timid. And so then we, we learned about the bend and snap. And I believe this is like 
36 minutes into the movie before we actually see a black person on the screen. There might have been one in the background in the grass when they got to school. But mm-hmm. yeah, I never paid attention to this before. But when we do this podcast, yeah. I start paying attention to stuff. Yeah. So we see everybody in and well, Elle teaches Paulette the, the bend and snap. Then everybody from the, 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 the salon comes out and starts doing it crazy. Yeah. And then randomly, um, one of the, they have the most stereotypical gay man come out and just say some random line. And I was just like, what is happening right now? Oh my God. The bend and snap works every time. It's like, why? <laughs> okay. Yeah, and so then we we find out that Callahan has just taken on this really high profile case about a second wife that is on trial for murdering her much older husband. The girl on trial had put out a bunch of like exercise videos, so Elle immediately knew who she was, and she was a Delta New, and so Elle immediately finds like this kinship with Brooke, who is the one on trial played by Allie Lauder. Yes. Who I hear is a horrible, allegedly a horrible human being in real life. Oh, good to know. (laughs) And so she, she has an alibi, but she's refusing to disclose what her alibi is. And so they're trying to work the case. And so all of the interns that were chosen, oh, that's a part we skipped. So Callahan releases the names of his intern. So it's Warner. I don't know how the hell Warner got it. Bro club. Well, he Um, speaks up in class. So we already saw that he spoke up in class. And so Callahan does like that. So that may be why he got in. So it's Warner, Vivian, L. Is Enid on the team? I'm not sure. So it's at least those three. Yeah. And then Emmett is also working the case because he's. He's one of the associates at the firm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he was doing research for Callahan. That's why he was walking around campus. So he's already a full on lawyer. He's no longer a student. Okay. So um, they're working the case and Elle takes it upon herself to go back to the jail and talk with Brooke one-on-one because she feels like. She has a bond with her. And she doesn't believe she did it. So she's really wanting to find out what her alibi is. Yeah. And Brooke does tell her. Yeah. And and I was like, okay, thank you for telling me. I'm not going to tell anyone. So she goes back to Callahan and company and says, I got Brooke's alibi. It's really good. But I promised I wouldn't say anything. So I'm not going to. And so that kind of frustrates everyone except for Emmett, who's kind of like, well, like. That shows just what kind of person she is that she would like not tell that secret, Um, which we do find out it's because she was getting liposuction Mm -hmm. and she's this huge fitness instructor. So like, it's just kind of against her brand if that came out. Yeah. So she's willing to take the chance that. They'll have to figure something else out until, you know, to get her off without her having to, to acknowledge her, her career. Yeah. Yeah. So then we kind of transition away from them being in school and more of the trial. 
And so we see the cabana boy is put on the stand because Brooke liked to watch him clean the filters and his speedo or whatever his little his outfit tongue. was. Yeah. Um, and so the cabana boy is testifying that he and Brooke had a relationship. Yeah. And Elle finds out he's lying because there she's in line for water. He cuts her off um, and she starts tapping her foot and he acknowledges that she has Prada shoes on. And so it just ding, ding, ding. He must and he be called gay. them last season. Yeah. And she's like, they're not last season. And then, yeah, light bulb goes off. This man is not dating Brooke. This man is gay. And so she goes with this information, tells Callahan he blows her off. Like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And so then she tells Emma and I'm like, I believe you. Callahan finishes examining the witness or whatever. And Emmett's like, I have a couple more things. I'm going to go and ask him. And he starts asking the cabana boy rapid fire questions and then the last question he asks is and your boyfriend's name is and the Gavanna boy says Chuck and then tries to start backpedaling and is like oh no Chuck is just a friend and this very flamboyant man stands up from the seats and says you bitch and storms out which I don't understand like why are you mad about that but not mad about him lying in the fact that he's not gay at all so like yeah. if you were completely corroborating that story why are you upset I just thought that was like weird and unnecessary so yeah Emmett catches the cabana boy in a, in a lie so that yeah. like completely obliterates their and that you know. reaffirms that Elle knows what she's doing and what she's talking about yeah she, those attention to detail that like they would have never figured out otherwise without her fashion expertise I don't know how they didn't know but okay <laughs> <laughs> right uh, yeah that uh, shirt he was wearing I'm like that is a lot of sequin. And for a man the, on the stand. <laughs> and through the course of all this, the forgiving soul that is Elle, she begins to be nicer and befriend almost Vivian. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they go back to the office, they have like a little exchange and joke. And then Vivian tells Elle that Callahan is looking for her. So she says thanks. And she goes to go talk to Callahan. And this is where he becomes the sleaziest of all sleaze. And he tries to hit on Elle and put his hand on her knee. And, you know, Elle calls it out right away. And obviously she's shaken by this. And she decides, like, she wants to get the hell out of there. And as she's leaving. Well, Vivian Vivian sees Callahan's hand on Elle's knee. And she assumes. Yeah, jumps to conclusions that, oh, this is why Elle's getting so much attention is because she's sleeping with Callahan. Yeah, I would have, if I didn't slap this bitch at the the party, (laughs) I would have slapped her here. Yeah. A hundred percent. Cause like, who the fuck are you, man? And I made a note, fucking men in power thinking that they can have whatever they want. Because yeah. Ugh. Garbage. L is ready to quit. And does she run into Emmett as she's leaving the building and she tells him what's going on, right? Yeah, she she says Callahan hit on me. I Obviously, 
like, I'm not cut out for this. I'm leaving. She packs up her tiny ass convertible with her suitcases, which are precariously perched on top of one another. I'm like, the minute she takes a turn, all those suitcases are flying out of her car. Yeah, that wasn't realistic. <laughs> so she goes to the salon to say goodbye mm-hmm. to Paula and tells her what's going on. And inadvertently, she realizes her other teacher, her other professor, what's her name? Strongwell, Strongwell. is yeah. there. And she pretty much calls her out and says, you know, if you let these pricks win, then mm-hmm. you're not who I thought you were. Yep. And then at the same time, you see in another scene, Vivian is talking to, was it Emmett or was it Brooke? Emmett and Vivian went to the jail to try oh, again right. to get her alibi. Mm-hmm. And she asked for where Elle is. And Vivian makes a side comment. And then Emmett pretty much tells her to shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. And and then Vivian's like, oh, I feel horrible. Blah, as blah. you should. But would she have felt horrible? Would she? Really? I I didn't understand this whole thing. Because like Elle gives this girl a million chances mm-hmm. to be friends with her. And she just is a dick every she time. She shits on it every time. Yeah. Yeah. Elle, after getting that pep talk from Professor uh, Stromwell, is like, you know what, bitch? You're right. And I need to do me. I'm not going to do anyone else anymore. I'm not going to wear the black. I'm not going to wear the pantyhose. I'm going to do this the Elle Woods way. Shows up in the courtroom in her cute little pink suit, ready to fucking kick ass and take names. And so at this point, Brooke has informed Callahan that he is fired and she has different representation. Elle walks in. Callahan's like, she, she's a student. She can't represent you. And so then Dave's right behind Elle with um, like legal, legal precedents. The, yeah, the code book. that says that she can represent her as long as she's being overseen by a lawyer and Callahan's like, well, I'm not doing that. So fuck you. And Emmett steps up and is like, well, uh, uh, I'll mentor her. Cool. And so Callahan gets ganked off the team and Al is now trying to figure out how to defend Brooke. And at this point, Chutney She's on the stand. Yeah, Chutney's on the stand and Mm -hmm. she's about to get cross-examined, which would have been funny because Christina Applegate was offered this role and she declined it because she had played a lot of dumb blonde roles Mm -hmm. in her perspective. And she she just didn't want to be continue to be typecast in that way. But had she had played it, it would have been kind of interesting because both her and Linda Cardinelli play on that Netflix show Dead to Me. Dead to Me. Yeah. Elle's trying to figure out what her next play is, trying to figure out like what what is the missing piece of the puzzle. And so Chutney says, well, I went upstairs and I took a shower. And so I was like, okay, stalling for time. Like you took a shower. That's why you didn't hear the gunshot, blah, blah, blah. And then somehow Elle was like, okay, well, run me through the events that day. And so she's like, I got up, went to the gym, went and got my hair permed, came home. And that's when second light bulb goes off and and I was like so you said you took a shower she said yeah I was washing my hair and that's why I didn't hear the gunshot and I was like her quote was 
The rules of hair care are simple and finite. Any Cosmo girl would know mm-hmm. you can't wash a perm for at least 24 hours after getting your hair permed. And as someone who has been perming their hair since they were 12, you would know that. Yep. And so catches her in her lie. She starts crying and says, I thought it was Brooke coming home, not my dad. And so I accidentally shot and killed my dad instead of Brooke. She's the same age as me. That's it. There. Lock her up. Lock her up. And her perm hair. She got to go. Elle wins the case for Brooke. She is let go. And so then it kind of cuts to three years later. She is finishing up her, her law degree. It's graduation. She is the appointed speaker, which I don't even think that's a thing. I don't either. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And she gives this really impassioned speech. You must always have faith in yourself. Oh, and uh, prior to that, when after she wins the case, now she's good enough for Warner again. <laughs> and so he comes up, he's like, oh, I'll take you back, blah, blah, blah. And she says... If I'm going to make partner by the age of 30, I'm going to need a boyfriend who's not such a bonehead, which is Mm. kind of what he said to her when he was breaking up with her. Kick rocks. Yep. So fast forward to graduation. She gives a speech. She says, you must always have faith in yourself, which she has done the entire movie. Uh, she, She never doubted herself except for. Just a few times, just yeah. very, for very short stints. Yeah. Yep. Then it kind of gives little blurbs of what everyone's doing. Warner doesn't get any offers. He doesn't yeah. have a job. He's not even the top of his class. He's a yeah. loser. Vivian and Elle are now best friends. And then don't Emmett understand is, it. I don't either. And then Emmett is proposing. They've been dating for two years and Emmett is proposing that night. And Paulette is pregnant and marries yes. the UPS guy. Everyone's happy. Yes. And so it kind of ends there. You find out a little bit of what everyone's future holds. Hoku plays again. Yeah. So somebody on TikTok had a really good, um, had some really good insight about the song um, that Hoku sings. So perfect day. Hoku sings perfect day and legally blonde, but sings another dumb blonde in snow day. And someone said, shouldn't this have been switched around? Another dumb blonde would have been perfect for legally blonde Mm -hmm. and perfect day would have been perfect for fucking snow day. Why did this happen? Uh, when did were they on the same album? I don't know, but I never thought about it until you know. Gotta love TikTok, man. <laughs> they they bring up some points. They do. So, so yeah, we did it. We did Legally Blonde. What fun facts do we have for the peeps? Let's see. Reese Witherspoon built it into her contract that she got to keep all the clothing from the movie. Yeah. I was actually watching a Netflix show about these two closet organizers and they did Reese's closet and you could see all of the outfits from. Ooh, I need to go watch Legally Blonde. Yeah. That was very smart of her. And she was very business savvy about even the, you know, doing the second movie, she made sure she was a producer. Mm-hmm. She definitely made sure she fixed the fact that there wasn't a lot of 
people of color mm-hmm. in the second one. And she's doing a third one that Mindy Kaling is, I think, helping write. So that's exciting. Um, I look forward to to seeing that. There was a lot of people who were considered for the role of Elle. Catherine Heigl, Alicia Silverstone, which we learned on TikTok how to say it right. She did a whole thing about that. I've always said it, Alicia. A lot of, I, I think I might've said Alicia. I don't know. Gwyneth Paltrow, um, Charlize Theron, that she also did a video on how to say her name. <laughs> yes, people mess it up. Jennifer Love Hewitt and Mila Jovovich. And Chloe Sevigny turned down the role of Vivian. I could have seen her as that too. Like that was the same kind of energy. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then initially the movie ended with Elle winning the case and like on the steps of the courthouse. Test audiences wanted to know what happened to all the characters, which is why they added that graduation scene. Mm. And both Reese Witherspoon and Luke Wilson had to wear wigs. Reese Witherspoon was shooting the importance of being earnest and had cut her hair. And then Luke Wilson had shaved his head for the Royal Ten. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I think that's all the fun facts we have. Danielle, what is your current day reading? I mean, it ain't changed. Would buy it, would buy it again, would watch it, would watch it again, all of it. Love it. Uh, 1000% agree. Yeah. As I was watching it, I'm like, it is just so forward thinking in terms of women can do anything men can do and not to prejudge people. Yeah. And I, I just love it. I love everything about it. Yeah. And Reese Witherspoon was like the perfect person to play the role. And what I love about her is, you know, a lot of people get these kind of these roles that just are their careers that they Mm -hmm. can't outrun it. She always embraced that character. She always loved the character. Um, And it was a hard time in her life, too, because she had just had a baby. She was exhausted. But, you know, she has like a kindred spirit feeling about the character and she holds it dear to her. So, yeah. I do love that she embraces it and that she's not afraid to go and do another movie. Some people, when they have their signature roles, are like, I don't want to do a sequel. But then when they're not getting any more roles, they're like, let me go back to the thing that made me popular. But she just always had that appreciation for it. So great movie. It's such a good movie. So well cast. Yeah. Like every person. The only thing I think I could have done without were like the two ditzy best friends i love them i love them Eh. i love them (laughs) i love them they they could stay all right well next week we will be doing space jam definitely not in our wheelhouse because of the sports but we're going to try our best so and we'll be having our wonderful friend amber jackie's work wife join us for that wonderful episode and um super excited about that one especially with the new space gym just around the corner about to come out with lebron and as usual peeps if you have any insights or questions or anything like that hit us up on social media we're no more late fees on tiktok instagram facebook twitter And we also have a Google Voice number that if you want to, again, give us any insights, any movies that you want us to see, something we missed, something we got wrong, 
hit us up on our hotline. Um, we really do want to add this new segment, but we need people to call to do it. So we want to add quick drop to so people can hear your voices and opinions. So Jackie, give them the number. It is 909-601-6653. 909-601-6653. It's NMLF, the last four digits. And as usual, thank you guys so much for listening to us and keeping up with us. We appreciate it and just have a a great week. And until next time, be kind and rewind. (laughs) Bye.